We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Before we get started on today's episode, big ups to one of our sponsors, Fly Me Out. Fly Me Out scouts and curates trips to some of the world's exciting locations. Those who join only need to purchase their slot. They take care of everything else. Guys, do you ever feel the urge to break away and discover the world like-minded tribe that you might have? Let me introduce you to Fly Me Out, the premier social travel club. Imagine if LinkedIn, Airbnb, and Raya had a travel-loving baby. Whether you're looking to network with professionals on a beach or bomb with creatives in the heart of a city, Fly Me Out has got you covered. Dive into curated experiences and with their platforms, it's never been easier to find your tribe and see the globe. Don't just travel, make memories. Use Fly Me Out. Promo code VM1 for expedited application review. Fly Me Out. That's VM1 for expedited application review. Let's go ahead and queue up the theme music. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Why are you laughing? I got, I got, I got to talk about the form on this dive. <laughs> the form on the dive. The form on the dive. Like you're not on Baywatch. You, this is your Baywatch moment. It, it, you, you let down Hasselhoff. You let down the Hoff. First of all. If you turn $22 into $1,800, you could dive into a pool however you want. <laughs> That's subathon, baby. And <laughs> Kevin Holland with the Dars. Okay. All Come right. On, all bro. right. All right. I feel like right. the viral tweet maybe has gone to your head a little bit. We have a theme song now. And then backstage, you were telling us you dated Miss New York. You're like the John Mayer of Queens back in the day. This is, I mean... It happens. Hey, man, listen, Captain Charisma over here. You <laughs> oh, know what I'm saying? Lord, and then and then yes, he has he has let it go to his head for sure. And that's uh, it's a big ass head too, bro. <laughs> it's only gonna get worse from here. Yeah. Oh, listen, man, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes I hear you. I look, listen, like like you said, twenty two dollars into how much? Eighteen hundred. Yeah, you're allowed to belly flop into a pool. Oh, and one. hold on, I just remembered my boss. Shout out to Jeremiah. I text him on like Tuesday of that week, Bree. And I go, dude, Subathon is an immortal lock. And he ha ha it. And I'm, I'm Captain Petty. Like I am. Oh, same. I have, I have a thing on my notes. It's called the menu. Mm-hmm. And it's anyone who's ever like 
slandered me or doubted me. You look a hit list. Yeah. And look, there's a lot of people that I love that are on there too, as he's standing in the background too. Like, listen, everybody, everyone's on the menu. All right. And I will let you know when it comes to fruition, I'm going to remind you. Oh my Lord. Have I made it on there? I don't, I mean, like, I, nah, I just, we've I, been pretty cool. I, I yeah, just, I just yeah. tell you you're crazy sometimes. Yeah. So some of these takes is like, all right, now hold on. You're crazy. Yeah. You're doing too much. Nah, you're, you're good. Bree's good too. Shouts to Bree. Bree Hunter in the building once again. Oh, Josh hello. Williams to my left. Uh, show him the shirt. Tell him where that's from. Oh, <laughs> well, well, the merch, the merch site is not back up live yet, but uh, the American Fan 365 is, is my podcast. Uh, always enjoy coming into VM. Sitting down with uh, with Nick and now the Miss Lovely Bree Hunter. So uh, yeah, we're working on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I still gotta I still gotta get this logo because this was like a one off that I did for some shirts, and I still I still have to reclaim mm. the logo. I mean, while we're on the topic of merch, merchandise.veteransminimum.com if you want to support the show and buy yourself some merch. We gave away a bomber jacket to David Kawash. Shout out to David, a uh, member of the Patreon, and uh, Bree kind of pressed me. Before we started recording. Okay. She's like, I mean, I could buy it, but. I did not. I said I was more than happy to buy it, but I mean. That's how you said it too. You said it just like that. I didn't say the but. I'm just saying it now. Fair enough. I said I can buy it. And then he was like, no, no, I'll hook you up. Yeah. Nah, I'm gonna hook up everybody. Everybody that's Am a part I not of the a show. good enough billboard? I feel like I've seen some of the other people on like on the highlight reel of people who've worn the apparel and like they seem like lovely people. But if we're gonna, I mean. Not that I'm at the top, but I just feel like I'm. She, I'm she's the, she's ranking herself at some point. I'm on the board, is what I'm saying. Oh, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not on the, I'm not the top, but I'm, 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 you know. Yeah, yeah. Listen, whatever, whatever gets people to buy some of this merch, I'm in. I mean, Bree, Bree getting free merch, and she be here for for thirty minutes. Bro, I told you I'm gonna get it's you terrible. stuff too. Don't put me on. <laughs> no disrespect, Bree. All right, listen, what it is. listen. We need to uh, address the elephant in the room. Uh, what went down on Monday. Uh, really sad. And I think that the longer the game went on, bro, because I didn't get to record anything about the Jets game because it was prior to the Monday show. Um, and once again, if you're watching this now on YouTube, YouTube, shout out to everybody in the live stream. And the show is going to be airing live from now on, on Mondays and Tuesdays at 2.30 Pacific time, 5.30 Eastern time. And if you're in any other time zone, you got to hit the Google and look that up for yourself because I don't know any other time zones. That, that, that's enough. That's enough, yeah. But when it comes to the Rodgers injury, dude, that sucked. That was so gut-wrenching. And I feel like the longer the game went on, I got more and more angry that he got hurt. Like, it, it deeply upset me because they're stacked. And Brees Hall immediately is running back one. And it looked like... That's crazy. I, I did not see that coming. Bro, I thought it was going to be Dalvin Cook. Yes. And then, you know, ease him up. Ease but him up. He immediately just breaks like a 70-yard run, and he's, yeah. he's going crazy. Obviously, Garrett Wilson's going crazy. And then the defense is out of control. And the wildest thing about the defense is year in, year out, one of the things I look at when I'm, like, handicapping teams and trying to predict if, like, one team's going to be good from one year to another, it's uh, turnovers by the defense. Yes. Year to year, you've seen it in the past with the Panthers. 2015, they were like plus 31. Yes, they were. The year after, they're Josh like, Norman. Yeah, they're like minus 16. And it's like, that's the difference between 15 and seven wins. Yeah. And year to year, it's hard for a defense to be that elite. 
without having a lot of turnovers. And it was crazy when you look back at the Jets last year, they didn't really cause a lot of turnovers on defense. And no. their defense was that good. So now if you factor in the possibilities of their defense being able to generate turnovers, it's only going to improve the team. And Whitehead, three interceptions, gets a quarter million dollars, Bree, because he had an incentive. A lot of players have incentives. Like at the end of the year, if you get a certain amount of tackles or yards or touchdowns, you'll trigger these bonuses. And he had three interceptions on the year oh, as a that, bonus. That was the bonus. And oh, he got them all on Monday night. And like, Way that cash was your check. Cash's check. And that's why the crowd was like doing the make it rain dance and like all his teammates. And the defense was just like so, so incredible, bro. And it was just getting me more and more pissed about him getting hurt. Because again, I know I'm kind of going off on a rant right now, but dude, I didn't bet on the Jets from the beginning of the year. I didn't bet on this game. I yeah. kind of just sat there and enjoyed it. Uh, on the live stream, I did say I'd pro if I had to give a pick because George kind of pressed me. He's like, yo, if you have to give a pick, what would you take? I was like, I'll probably take the Jets with the points. And then Rodgers goes down four plays in. Four plays is the craziest part about it. Your initial thoughts when he goes down, well, Josh? Well, five if you count as Achilles, though. Right? Four plays plus the Achilles. I feel like that should count. His as like a play. Too soon, guys. I well, feel like. Well, yo, you know <laughs> what? You're like, I didn't realize you were really mourning this. Like, I feel bad for him, but you're like, so, like you, you're acting like this is like 9-11 part two for you. Like, I'm like, I feel bad for him, but I don't know that as, as a comedian, is it too soon to start poking fun? Well, the the thing that never really upset me, <laughs> the thing that upset me was just like as a football fan, I never want to see these dudes get hurt, especially no, with the optimism not. of the I, Jets. I felt bad for the Jets fans. I didn't necessarily, I mean, I guess, and that, and of course, that of course goes over to the players as well because that injury, you know, listen, all the hype, you know, we're on hard knocks. We're getting all this buzz. You know, we're a, we're a quiet Super Bowl contender or Super Bowl pick, to your point, the defense, uh, what he would have brought to that offense. Um, but we knew the Achilles heel, sorry, <laughs> that's too soon. The Achilles heel of that team was the offensive line. And four plays in, he was running for his life. And what I mean, the thing that really got me was it literally looked like nothing. Usually if it's an Achilles tear, um, you know, for instance, you know, with Jamal's and every, you know, I've now been a part of an Achilles injury. Um, a lot of times they look like nothing. Like it's literally nothing. He's fallen like that a million times during the course of his career. Uh, for that to be what potentially might end his career because Aaron Rodgers is what, 40, 41 maybe now? He was going to turn 40 during the season. Yeah, like it, it might, that might be it. That might be it. Um, especially just where it fell in the calendar. You know what I mean? It fell beginning of the season. So a year putting him back, it's, he's not coming back at least until around this time next year. It, it, this might be it. That, so that part is sad. You know what I mean? Like it, he doesn't get his farewell tour. I mean, obviously not being in Green Bay, it wouldn't have been right anyway. But um, yeah, it's unfortunate. You have an interesting opinion on this because I didn't know this about you until before we, while we were setting up the show that your whole family is Packer fans. Yeah, correct. How'd they feel about it? My dad is one of the nice Packers fans who's like wishing him well and, you know, felt like it was whatever he went, he took a good deal and he feels terrible. He said that he's old and he older and got injured. But my brother was, he was a 
like the little elf. Like he was like very excited that he was like out. He was looking for blood. He was looking for blood. Yeah. He's bitter. My dad was like, you're so bitter. My brother was like, I don't give a shit. He's like, he left like a, you know, he left his all-star team like for this shit. And like, this is karma and this, that, and the other thing. But I mean, I think he's since like, you know, he's calmed down, but I feel like, I mean, it sucks for Aaron Rodgers. I, I was kidding before. I do feel bad. I don't, I don't want to see anybody get injured or go out like that after the career he's had. But it, it's more, for me, it's more about the bad luck of the Jets. Like, you yeah. can't, it's like, it almost feels like it's like divinely orchestrated that they have that bad of bad luck. I feel like at this point, they should just become like the Harlem Globetrotters of the NFL. Like they should just only seek to entertain people and be like, guys, clearly we're never going to win. Like there are larger forces working against us. We should just seek to do like insane things like this and just entertain people. Imagine how many non-football fans they would then have just because they're like, oh, this is like a shit show every single time. Be, be the Cowboys is what you're saying. Good one. <laughs> Dude, the amount of Jets friends that I had that hit me up and they were like, not even surprised. Fuck this I, team. It's terrible. They've, they've accepted their fate. Yeah. yeah, it just, it sucked. Did, did you see the, uh, that tweet? We're going to talk about the conspiracy tweet? He's trying to bite my whole flow, bro. My bad. That guy, nah, that guy. That guy's oh. trying to steal my whole flow. Oh, I predicted. Bar for bar? Yeah. No, no. No, nah, but that yeah. was dope. That's great. But did you see his like pages down and all that stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like, creepy, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Where mine was like way cooler. Yours was nice. Yours was nice. Mine it, was it, dope. The guy just wore a shitty outfit to the game. <laughs> My friends are like, yo, Saquon Barkley will never be your friend after that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be able to hang out with him after you yeah. just you he went will viral not, for he, he might come on the show, but you're gonna you're gonna definitely get Get some stuff for it. Dude, sure. if I ever have him on the show, I'm going to have to dress up like that outfit as a way to kind of just combat that. Ease the tension to yeah. just jump in and, and dive head in on it. Yo, the, uh, the Packers bar was giving out free drinks for every time that the Jets lost. Did they stop after Rogers got hurt, though? Because I feel like that's the sign of character right there. Yo, so apparently, this one article I was reading, this bar was offering that and then all the Packer fans were like loading up on shots and drinks because they were going to take care of the tab and then the Jets ended up winning oh no and they and had like, to clear their tab yeah they had to pay that tab <laughs> <laughs> but yo that was another thing too man like the Jets ended up winning that game on Monday and uh immediately after the game I was saying to myself because that punt return was pretty cool because that dude thought he was going to get cut on hard knocks yeah Gibson, that was super dope. Undrafted guy, he makes the team. And Hard Knocks usually in the past will have this thing where they'll be like, yo, come come to the, the coach's room. Coach wants to talk to you. Bring your playbook. And immediately that's a sign that you're the dude is going to get cut. Mm -hmm. And they did that to him. And then they're like, congratulations, you're a Jet. He's like, oh, bro, how are you going to do that to me? Like, what the hell? I was thinking the worst. And then that guy ends up scoring the game-winning touchdown in overtime. So it was like such a feel-good story. And as I was driving home, I was listening to the radio and I posted about how I hope it's not serious. Like, I really hope he's not hurt. And then I hear Robert Sala, the head coach of the Jets. And it, he says, it might be. We're almost confident it's a torn Achilles. And I was like, Oof. fuck, bro. Shit is so whack. But to your point, imagine how good of a story. I mean, it would be up there with Rudy if they go on to win the Super Bowl without Aaron Rodgers, like after all this. That wow. would be. So that that's, I'm glad that you bring that up because I feel like that's a big talking point 
just moving forward, Josh, what do you think the Jets should do at quarterback? Because I personally feel like they can't trot out Wilson again. See, okay, so look, but the thing is, who are the replacements? The replacements, you got Matt Ryan out there floating, Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, Carson Wentz, and of course, a young Mr. Tom Brady who uh, has, a, has a penchant to, uh, to show up in situations like this where things are set up beautifully. Um, for me, personally, I think you have to see what you have in Wilson. You burned a first-round pick on him. Now, to, to your point, but see, I guess I, guess, I guess I look at it this way. Be an ugly team. So be the Jets with Mark Sanchez. Be the Jets where we're going to run the football and play dominating defense. And that's how we're going to win. Zach Wilson, just keep it on the rails and you know, make a play when it's time to make a play. But, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's, that's my feeling on it. Because there aren't, outside of trading for somebody, you're going to go trade for somebody and then say, pick up a playbook in, you know, week two, week three. That's not really an option. Not at this position. If this was a running back or this is a receiver, maybe. Defensive player, maybe. But quarterback, you, it, Zach Wilson's been in this offense now for two years. So it's like he should have a working knowledge of it. And if you actually, you know, he's not in a situation where Aaron Rodgers might come back. You know what I mean? Like he's gone. So if he's gone, bro, put him out there and, and pray. That's all you can do. I think they could still mess around and get to the playoffs. The team is could definitely still win nine to ten games. Um, in spite, but of- I feel like you can't do that to the players. I think the players know more than anyone else that they can't win with him because they saw it last year. Right, this is the same exact team from the year before with the addition of all right, Alan Lazard and yeah. and like Couple Dalvin Cook, right? Yeah, Dalvin Cook, but. I mean, we were just talking, we opened up the conversation with Brees Hall looking amazing. So how much does Dalvin Cook play into this? Um, and another year with, uh, with the defensive players like Sauce now in year two. I just don't think you could trot out Zach Wilson. Who, who, do, you, who do you bring in, though? That's, <laughs> I know. It's like Carson Wentz. You really want to bring Carson Wentz? No, now? especially not this point in the season. You know what I mean? The popular option, and I'm not going to take credit for this, but it's Jacoby Brissett. What, trade with my team? Yeah. Hey, they want to give up some picks. They can have them. But, yo, Jacoby Brissett actually played pretty well last year. Yeah. He was the better Browns quarterback. And I know Deshaun Watson had all those issues with how long he was out of the game and coming back. But he outplayed him. And Jacoby Brissett could could definitely step in and, like, not fuck it up. Like, he could be a game manager for sure, which is what you really need. Yes. With this team. Like, bro, there was a there was a play where Zach Wilson had Garrett Wilson on the outside, one on one coverage. And there was they were like, yo, there's no and there was like ten guys in the box. It was one on one. And they're okay. like, Yo, you know, it's Garrett Wilson, dude, one of the premier receivers now. Like the catch he made was outstanding. It's like, there's no way we're letting him throw. <laughs> and they ran the ball. Obviously, look, it's the two-minute warning and it's in the fourth quarter. I get that. But that's all. It's like a, it was like just a little second moments down. Like yeah, that. just little moments like that where Derek Carr is telling this guy to run a go route. Yeah. Yeah, let me throw that again. You know, like, and it's crazy. I think pipe dream, it would have been dope if like the Raiders lost. Sorry, Antoine. My guy Antoine in the control room. 
uh, as he's pointing at me angrily. All I do is like trash the Raiders, even though I'm in <laughs> Vegas. It's just hilarious. But if they would have lost, maybe you, you call them and you try to get Jimmy G to come over. A guy that was rumored to go to the Jets. They like this kid that they drafted. He was like the rave of the preseason. Yeah. Turn it to him, but they're one and oh now and they feel better about themselves. Win a, a game in division, which they just always beat the Broncos too as of late. And the options are very limited. Like, do you call the Rams? I think that'd be a dope. For Stafford? Yeah. The Rams have no draft picks, right? And if uh, there's anyone I that think could, I think they're clear again now. If they, I think I think now they're later round picks. It's not but no more still, first and second. They're still behind. Like they're still they still need they yeah, still they, gotta catch up. Sure, sure. You call if if anyone could pick up a playbook really quickly, it's him. We saw him do it with the Rams. Obviously, he had a preseason beforehand, but sure. I think you need to you need to bring in a guy that can like this team is ready, bro. And that's what my biggest takeaway was. Why it was so devastating that he got hurt because he just he could have done so much with that team. He could have. He could have, especially with that kind of a defense behind him. He could have, for sure. What would you say to people that think that they should make a move for Carson Wentz? Because um, I feel like that might be the most logical one, only because he's not on a team right now. Still, it's, it's similar to what Carson Wentz was in last year. Situation where your offensive line is not very good. Um, and, you know, he needs to, he needs to be in a situation where, um, he's fond over, I think, you know what I mean? Like last year, you know, we had Taylor Heineke and, and, uh, just people kind of in the room, like Zach Wilson wouldn't be a threat to him, but at the same time, him having to be your savior, I don't know how that would play either. So I look. I, I was a proponent for Carson Wentz until you know he he just continued to make me look like an idiot. So I, I finally had to come to grips with it. But um, I, man, I'm telling you, for for me, for me, the the choice is Zach Wilson. You got to see what you have. I feel like they've seen what they have with him, bro. Hey, really? You you yeah, over dude? Like how how that whole draft class right now is iffy. Zach Wilson, Trey Lance. Justin Fields? Nah, there's one definite. Who's the definite? Trevor. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that literally just happened, though. Just last year, and that was really the second half of last year. He wasn't... I won't say he was a definite. Yeah, but you... He definitely gets the biggest pass of anyone because they had Urban Meyer the first... That's fair. That is First fair. year. So I give him a pass for that. But at least he was still showing flashes of being that guy. Of, that of yeah, being yeah. great. I just got word that my guy, Alan, is Alan. there. He's there in the background. Let's bring in Alan. Let's pull Alan up on the screen. It's been a while since Alan. There he is. Hey, Double, what up, baby? Can you hear me? Uh-oh, Alan is, oh. Alan is on Ooh. mute. There we go. There we go. Alan, what oh, up? I'm on mute. Oh, man. No, no, no. Hey, you're good now. Happy to be here. Let's go, Thank man. Thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm hearing Carson Wentz, and that's greatly concerning. I don't know what NFL franchise would want that individual being their starting quarterback, but I digress. Yeah, that's pretty rough. I'm trying to tell you, man. It, look, listen, your 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 choices are a punch in the stomach or a turd sandwich. You tell me which one you want. Alan, what would you do if you were the Jets? Uh, Jameis Winston. I still feel like Jameis still has slightly something in the tank. 
And yeah, you get those mind numbing mistakes, but I think he's matured over the past few years and he's someone with it in the right structure. He could at least make enough plays. And I think he's never really had a great defensive play around. Maybe in New Orleans, but then he got injured. But if I'm them, I'm going on Jameis and then maybe Gardner Minshew. Because I don't think the Falcons are getting rid of Taylor Heineke. I, I, they brought him into a sizable contract and Ritter, let's just say, was not convincing on Sunday. So I think your two best options are Jameis Winston or Gardner Minshew. Winston is a that's a that's a great pick. That, that's 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 legit. You know, listen, Jameis has thrown for over five thousand yards in a season. Also a 30-30. the first and only player to ever have 30, 30 plus touchdowns and thirty plus picks. Um, but I don't uh, think he's ever had a running game though. When you think about it, Tampa, Tampa, he did. Tampa, he did. I can't. I want to say I want to say I, I want to say he had Peyton Peyton Barber and Peyton Peyton went and got a thousand yards uh, for him. I mean, bro, the oh, levels. The, I mean, <laughs> the levels too. Like he actually, you're right though. He do, he would have a running game here. Yes, no. This is this is a totally different level yeah. of a running game for sure. I was going to ask you because you know I'm not like I don't have like a wealth of football knowledge, but I was going to say have have there been teams that have gone on to win the Super Bowl? with like a not so good QB. Yes. So I looked it up and Joe Namath is listed as one of them. It said that he never threw, he didn't throw a single touchdown during the entire game when they won the Super Bowl. So if if they could make it then, like couldn't they make it now without investing a ton of money into a better QB? Or no? That, all, that was a different, that's a little bit of a different time in terms of yeah. the touchdowns. But what I, I mean, it, to, to your point though, Kurt Warner came out of nowhere word. with, you know what I mean? When Trent Green went down, they remember they brought the Rams that brought Trent Green in from um, uh, from from actually from my Redskins and um, and they were giving him the keys to the team. He goes down in the preseason. Kurt Warner comes in, becomes an MVP, and becomes a Hall of Famer. So I mean, it can happen. It can happen. You just have that. I have got a great example. Good. Twenty fifteen. If his name wasn't Peyton Manning. He would have been benched. Like Peyton Manning at the end of his career was a below average game manager. So I think you can use the Denver template if you have a bad QB situation. And I think the Jets defense is on that level. They might not have, they don't have a Von Miller on their roster, but between Quinn Williams, the the linebacking combo of Mosley and Quincy Williams, Sauce Gardner, they have elite players across the board. So I think their defense could carry them. Like people are saying the Jets season is over. I don't think they watched the Monday night game closely enough. Yeah, they, no, they, they, that they, defense is ready to compete every week. Yeah, they. I mean, they ruined Josh Allen. They ruined him for over the course of four quarters and an overtime possession. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if you guys can see my smile, but if I could get an ISO camera on this one, please, that'd be very nice. Hey, man, listen. Brian Dable ain't there. He's getting further and further and from Dable. And I know this is a terrible week to mention that Brian Dable in there when they got their ship punched in on Sunday Night Football. But look, it's another year removed yeah, no, no, that he's, he's not there. So now it's two years away from that voice yeah. that made him, holy shit, he might be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And ever since that um, uh, AFC divisional game where it changed like the course of Playoff rules. Now every team gets the ball twice, which I always felt like should have been, right? And and not even not even get the ball twice if the team scores a touchdown, then you have a, a rebuttal, at yeah. least in the playoffs. Um, Ryan Dable ain't there. And again, this is a terrible week to bring this up because the Giants got shut out, but 
I'm being a little optimistic. I'm throwing that game away. It was just like shit, shit went sideways from the opening drive when it got housed, the missed field goal. But I think a lot of that has to do with Brian Dable not being in Buffalo anymore. He Listen, the last, from the second half of last year and then now game one, he has not looked the same. He's made a lot of mistakes, especially in the red zone in positions of points um, and just a mind-numbing amount of turnovers and interceptions. He's got to clean it up. You know what I mean? And he's ha- he has enough. Like, they have enough in Buffalo. But granted, they need maybe a little bit more of a run game, especially when the weather drops. But uh, my, man, my man Allen got motorcycles in the background. Yeah, they they chasing hey, after man. you in Grand Theft Auto? What was that? Hey, look, I live on a crowded street. I'm sorry. This is this is New York, as Nick knows, Astoria. Back in his hometown, there there's a lot of stuff going on in the streets. <laughs> Yo, listen. There, there's. I, I used to not get packages delivered at the at my apartment in in a story. I would have it get sent to my parents' house because I knew that I would definitely get whatever was being <laughs> sent to me because it could get a little wild. Yeah, that or Carson Wentz fans are after me. Yeah, uh, yo, I wanna I wanna mention something about about um Josh Allen and this whole like Brian Dable thing because you know we're messing around, we're having fun with it, but if you look at his numbers, ever since that game that uh, we were referencing, the AFC playoff game. Yeah. It's pretty staggering, the numbers for him. And you're talking about close to as many touchdowns as interceptions. And again, I go back to that since week one of last year, since week one of 2022, Josh Allen has played 19 games. He has 20 interceptions and 17 fumbles. That's crazy. That's not good. It's not good. I don't care how you slice it. And then when you look at how well Daniel Jones played last year. Yeah. It's Brian Dable, bro. There's no other way to to look at it. And shout out to my guy, Ryan Kramer from Sports sports, uh, Gambling Podcast. Sorry, I blanked there for a second. (laughs) But... um, they're also the inspiration to the sky cam that we do in the beginning of the show. So I do got to show the SGPN boys some love. Him and I, we talked about it last year as right before they were going to record. We were just saying, hey, man, look, Brian Dable's not there. And then it started like every week. It started becoming more and more. And I just think that that's important to, to mention, at least for me. Yeah. Uh, before we get we're into these. Point, a, a very apparent issue with Josh Allen. Good. He needs to learn how to slide. Like it was, it, it's been an issue for a couple of years now, but Monday night, like that hurdle on third and eight, or not third and eight, it was like third and 15. He was scrambled. He was like eight yards away from the first down marker, and he tries to hurdle two defenders where he's like eight yards away from a first down. <laughs> like at some point, he's got to learn how to slide because you could only take so much punishment. Look what happened to Cam Newton. Look what happened to RG3. Yeah. Yeah, but also like RG3 was also more susceptible to being injured because like the frame, right? Like Cam Everyone Newton. And- always got on my man's frame. He wasn't that small. Like everyone nah, makes him but, feel but like in comparison, you can't compare him to Cam or Josh. No, 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 no. But I mean, but like Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson always got down, got out of bounds. He didn't take a bevy of hits. He was bigger than Russell Wilson. But Wilson was like thicker, bro. He was also like 5'10 and, uh, you know. I'm 5'10. Bu- I'm a stud athlete. My, I let my silence uh, do my talking for me. <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to ad reads. <laughs> All right, let's get to ad reads, man. Before we continue with this show, as we pull up the ad reads, today's sponsor. I got the folder. I got the folder. 
Someone blue correct this Official, here. yeah. Giant blue. Always. Loyalty will never be questioned. My loyalty will never be questioned. Everyone knows that. But this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Guys, remember the days when you always were ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, Levitra, but in chewable tablets. You can take them anytime, day or night. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. Blue Chew tablets are made in the U.S. and prepared and shipped direct to your door. Listeners of this show, try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code VM at checkout and just pay $5 for the shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code VM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. Yes, sir. I will say uh, you definitely shook some guys up walking around when you... Uh, when you as long as they lo- use that promo code VM, baby, let's go ahead and get those signups up. You know what I'm saying? My man, my man uh, you definitely definitely have some people looking a little bashful outside. That's all I'll say. Yo, uh, by the way, um, I did a terrible job of introducing everyone because I don't think you guys have ever met Alan. Alan, I don't think you've met them. Uh Bree, that's my buddy Alan from back home. Josh, that's my buddy Alan from back home. Him, nice him and to I meet you. used to do this show together. Nice uh, true, true story. If it wasn't for him, I don't know if VM would have continued at the time that it did. Wow. Yeah, because that. there used to be five other people that I used to do the show with. And then life kind of got in the way. Everyone was going their separate ways. And I needed someone to be able to bounce ideas off of and to be able to kind of just have and keep motivated and inspired and whatnot. And he always came ready and came correct. And uh, yeah, my guy A double. Shout out to Alan. How's that for an intro? Yes. Yeah, that's that. Listen, that's we Beautiful. all need that. Yeah, guy. we 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 got in 2019 and kept going. Let's get it, man. So Alan will be join, joining us throughout the NFL season, especially on Wednesdays. I feel like it's a pretty cool segue to get into the games of the week. And one of the games that I definitely want to talk about are the Cowboys and Jets. Um especially with the news of Aaron Rodgers, him not being there anymore. And now this team is going to play the Dallas Cowboys on the road. They are currently a nine-point underdog, all odds provided by Wager Attack, the official betting sponsor of Veterans Minimum. Use the promo code VM when going to deposit, and you'll get bonuses and rollover bonuses on your account. Um Josh, I'll throw it to you, man. What are you looking at when it comes to this Cowboys and Jets game? It's interesting. Uh, actually, literally before I came on today, I had to do another appearance on a podcast. And John Orlando was asking me if he should start Dak Prescott or, uh, oh man, I can't remember who his other quarterback was. But the reason I was saying he should start Dak is because I feel like the offense will be on the field a lot. Yeah, I mean, if, if the Jets are going three and out or he Dak is going to have the, the majority of the opportunities to score a lot of points. Um, I think that uh, for the Jets to be successful, especially right now with them keeping Zach Wilson, they obviously aren't going to win somebody in the next day. Um, it's going to have to be a running attack. It's going to have to be ball control. It's going to have to be keep the other offense off the field. Um, I think if they do that, then they they cover this. Nine points is always a lot, but if they get into some kind of a, you know, a gunfight, they don't have, they don't have the biggest gun. That's right. 
Alan, your thoughts on that? Uh, it's going to be defensive slugfest. Like, obviously, Nathaniel Hackett needs to ride Brees Hall down the Particularly Brees Hall. Like, I understand he's coming back from a serious injury, but there, it was a clear discrepancy of talent level between Hall and Dalvin Cook. Like, Dalvin Cook is such a great, powerful runner, but I think the years of punishment is weighing on him, while Brees Hall is just a big play waiting to happen. So I hope... For the Jets' sake, they run the ball 35, 40 times, which you should ultimately do against the Cowboys because if they get in third and long and you let Dan Quinn start using all those athletes, in particular Michael Parsons, and we saw how fragile the Jets' offense line is, this is a nightmare waiting to happen. So the Jets, I think it'll be competitive just because the Jets' defense have come on that level. Like to me, the two best defenses in the league are the Cowboys and Jets, but you have to avoid third and long. At all costs against this Dallas defense, but particularly for Zach Wilson, because you even saw in the Buffalo game, anytime they're in third long, the drive was over, or he threw the ball right into Matt Milano's hands. Like it was just, it couldn't, it just couldn't happen. So I hope for the Jets' sake, Nathaniel Hackett's ready to coach because he's going to be tested now. And he, after what happened in Denver last year, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on him now. I don't think there's offense coordinator out there with more pressure. Yeah. The thing I find really interesting about this game is, I still feel like there's a lot of unknown with Dallas. Yes. They didn't look, their offense didn't look great. But they also didn't need to. They didn't need to. They didn't need to show anything because That's they were fair. up 26. Weather yeah, weather was bad. They were up 26 nothing. It just felt like really weird. But to me, I feel like this game is going to say a lot about uh, the morale of the Jets moving forward if they do go. I mean, they're going to go with Zach Wilson. We know that, right? But has he learned anything from Rodgers? Has the, the short amount of time, you know, the $88 million that the Jets spent on Aaron Rodgers Jeez. because the contract was guaranteed this year and the contract for next year too. And, you know, there was, someone was talking about how he made $22 million per play that he played in, in week <laughs> one. But you're right. The defense is, it's going to be a defensive slugfest. But I do want to see, like, what's good with Dallas. Remember, I had a lot of question marks of them coming in because they lost... Kellen Moore. Yeah. And I felt like that was the biggest loss a team had from a coordinator standpoint. And we're going to have to wait and see because what happened on Sunday literally has never happened to a football team over a course of a season. That happened to the New York Giants in one game. Yes. So I want to see what Dallas is going to look like. This Dallas offense, I was top five in the league over the last couple of years yeah. with Kellen Moore. Now you're going up against arguably the best defense in the league. And Alan, you said that these are the two best defenses in the league. We, we got to show some love to the Bay Area with the 49ers too. Let's not forget about them. Boys friends too. in that conversation too. Absolutely. Yeah. I put them right up there. Yeah. That's no, but bad. you're right, man. So it's going to be fun to see this offense now going up against a team that's, the Jets are probably never going to get blown out. At least I don't think so. Because this defense is so. Yeah. And if they do, it'll be something where Zach Wilson goes out there and just has like, a shitload of interceptions yeah. like a house. Get a pick six. Lose the turnover di differential by plus three. All that kind of stuff. Bree, when it comes to uh, the Cowboys and the Jets, is there like something like, I feel like the Cowboys and the Packers have always like had some playoff battles. Aaron Rodgers has beaten them a bunch. But like, do Packer fans hate both of these teams, especially where Rodgers going there? That Packers fans hate the Cowboys. I think Packers fans hate the Cowboy fans. It's not the team. The team is fine. The fans are the, the offensive part. Do you know what the worst kind of Cowboy fan is? 
And I think Alan could test them. Is that like a trick question? No, no, that's a good one though. I do like that. But the cowboy (laughs) fan. The cowboy fan that's never been to Dallas. Oh my God. Is the absolute worst cowboy fan. How'd you I was good. I'd like I was ready for you because I was gonna be like, no, that's it. Yeah, I have a couple some of my good friends are Cowboys fans. They've never been to Dallas. Never have even seen the state of Texas. Yeah. Like uh, to remember DC, I'm from DC. There's more Cowboy fans than Redskins fans. And 95% of them have never even seen a game in, in, in Texas stadium in Cowboy stadium. Like, yeah, that's, that's a whole different brand, whole different version of, of stupidity. Yeah. That one's rough. That's a rough goal. Because they haven't, you don't like, they have not been there. Yeah. Well, like, cause like, okay, listen, if you're going to be a fan, like I'm a fan of my team. Like, but you're not from there. You have no ties there. And you've never even gone to see them play. I start to question your, just your, your, your ethics and your choices in life. I was going to mention the, the line on this game, nine points. I am leaning towards the Jets covering. Yeah. I think the defense, that's a lot of points for that defense. Um, and I think they're going to play ball control. Like Alan mentioned, they're going to run it with Cook and, and Hall. They're, they're not going to have this kid throw because they know it's a nightmare every time he draws back. Like, you know how there's some quarterbacks that when they drop back, you're like, they're going to do some dope shit. When he drops back, you're expecting the worst. Well, I'll say this. You can't get into a situation where it's all run because they will load the box and they're not going to trust their eyes. They're, they're just going to be like, I know you're not going to throw. So, but if they can get to the point where it's first down, we get four or five. Second down, we get about, you know, two or three. And then you're in short, you're in third and mediums, third and short. Or you can start playing play action off a second down because we're running the ball really well. Um, I don't know what his play action game looks like, but I think that that's going to be the best offense for them is if, if they can have him throw 22 attempts and under that's a good recipe for them winning. If he has to go above 25, 30 attempts, it's, you're playing into the other team's favor. Oh, yeah. You definitely can't have Zach Wilson dropping back 30 times. Like, no question. No. They got to do... I think, I think Allen's comparison before about Denver, I think it's great. Because Peyton Manning, yeah. Dude, let's not forget, Peyton Manning got benched for Brock Osweiler. For, for a hot second. Trevor Simeon. No, no, it was Brock Osweiler. No, it was it was Osweiler. Trevor. Maybe not. No, he might. You might be right though too, because I remember Brock Osweiler definitely beat the Pats on Sunday Night Football. That might have been 2013. Uh, I thought that was that season because remember, 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 he moved on to the Texans with all the money off the heels of he looked good. He looked good versus, uh, you know, I mean, like the one or two times he played that season. Yeah, yeah. And then the Texans freaking gave him like. Uh, 80, 60 million yeah, they guaranteed. Gave, they gave yeah. him some bread. He fleeced them and then yeah. he was like, yo, I'm out. This that was, that was that me. Matt Flynn Packer move to Seattle is what that was. It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, talking Allen's language. Yes, Allen. <laughs> I, I, I remember that move. That was crazy. <laughs> yo, Allen, this matchup of uh, C.D. Lamb and Sauce Gardner, I think is going to be definitely fascinating and especially to see what this Cowboys offense is going to look like. And dude, you know what else, man? Allen, I would love to hear your thoughts because I know you're a fan of like defensive backs. I feel like Reed is a really good DB also, but dude just gets picked on because Sauce is on the other side. Exactly. That's how Buffalo got that last drive. They pretty much matched Diggs with Reed and Diggs has beat him a few times. But DJ Reed, yeah, he's to me, he's one of the best number two corners in the league. I do wonder, because Salah's a bit strict with his just overall defense with Jeff Ulbrich. 
I wonder if Sauce will shadow Lamb because CD Lamb runs a lot of routes in the slot. I don't know Sauce be much of a traveler, so I'm curious if they're gonna like go outside the box or go outside their comfort zone and let Sauce shadow him. Because look, let's not forget, I know Gallup is still recovering like two years later from injury, but now they got Brian Cooks as well. So Dallas has weapons. So I'm I'm curious about what their coverage is gonna be like because I don't know Robert Sala is because I remember even when he was in San Fran, when they had Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman wouldn't travel. So I do wonder if Sauce will shadow CeeDee Lamb. Everyone will love to see it, but I'm not sure if that defense requires it. Richard Sherman's legs was he had no no kneecaps when he was he wasn't traveling but anywhere to the bench to get Gatorade and in, in, in about three I mean, they made a game. Super Bowl with him. They, they, they did. And he was looking like barbecue chicken on the outside. <laughs> well, dude, when uh, the, the Niners have given a lot of dudes second chances, too. Like yes. Jason Verrett. Yeah. That yeah. dude was, oh, yeah. man, talk about a guy like a big what if. He was, even when he came back from all these injuries, he was kind of locking people up. And then he got hurt again. And I don't even know where he is anymore in the league. I think he might be I think he might be out. I think he might be done. I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. remember. I'm leaning towards I'm leaning towards the Cowboys winning. But I think the Jets cover, man. I definitely wouldn't play I wouldn't play the Cowboys minus 9. I think that seems fishy, especially where a lot of sports betting also and is and you'll see it you'll see it as we move on throughout this episode. A lot of sports betting is public perception. If not all of it is public perception. And one key thing to look at is the overreactions from week one to two are playing out, right? Oh, shit, the Jets don't got Rodgers anymore. They're going to be ass. Dallas is coming off this monster win over the Giants. Just be careful. I wouldn't play the Cowboys minus nine. I'll probably take them in my eliminator pool because the rest of the slate is kind of gross from the options that you have. But I think it's going to be a game where the Jets keep it close. Now, could Zach Wilson go out there and completely shit the bed? Yeah, absolutely. That's a in the realm of possibilities. But the overreactions from week one to two, just be careful. Because there's a couple of games that I definitely like this week where it's going to build into the overreactions. Yeah. So, Josh, who do you got in this game? Oh, man. Um, this one, I look, like you said, Obviously, I think the Cowboys win, um, but I don't think they cover. I think I think it's a five point, six point win. Maybe they get a couple extra field goals here or there um, to just put the. Because look, I think I think we all can agree that the Jets are going to struggle to score points. The Cowboys can score points, uh, both offensively and defensively. Um, but uh, you know, to your point, Nick, I think that the uh, the defense is going to do enough to keep this game tight. But I just don't think the offense is going to be able to keep up to win the game. I got Dallas. Allen, how about you? I got Dallas by double figures. I think if the Jets had a better offensive line, I would have more faith in them trying to get at least hold together offensively. But Dwayne Brown looks every bit of 38 years old. It kind of looks like Jason Peters from the last three years, which mm. is very depressing because Dwayne Brown is like this elite left tackle. So was Jason Peters, but they're just – can't really move anymore. And I think Beckton, his second game as a starter going against this Dallas front, they just have so many athletes and they're like seven deep. So I'm concerned about that O line. And, you know, Zach Wilson, I think he's bound for multiple turnovers. So uh, I think Dallas, I could see him winning like 24 10 or even like a 17 to three. Like that's how dominant I think their defense is going to be. 
I just took the Jets plus nine and a half on wager attack. Use the promo code VM when depositing. I think that game is going to be close because of that defense. Now, Zach Wilson goes out there and throws two pick sixes or tries to make a crazy play. Oh, there was a couple plays where he's scrambling and uh, guys are chasing him and they were in field goal range and then he just ran like past the 50. You're like, bro, this ain't Madden. Yeah, like... Like shit like that... Let it go. ...is worrisome. But if I'm playing the numbers and and what public perception is, I think I think nine and a half is definitely interesting. For those that don't know, Allen covers the Atlanta Falcons. He's a Falcons fan. He is my Falcons insider. The Falcons were one of my playoff teams this year. Going up against my surprise... Uh, to many people's eyes, su- surprise team in the NFC, my 12 and 5 Green Bay Packers. I'm going to throw this one to Allen first. Allen, Packers, Falcons, two 1 0 teams in Atlanta. Atlanta's going to be buzzing once again. The Packers are a one point favorite against the Falcons. How do you feel about this game? There's a lot of uncertainty because obviously both quarterbacks have a lot to prove. Both teams are still trying to kind of find their identity, both offensively and defensively. I felt Green Bay looked so much better than Atlanta week one. Like, I loved the way Jordan Love had command the pocket. I think Green Bay's O-line looked really good. I know, granted, look, opponent in Chicago, there was favorable matchups, but I don't know, Matt LaFleur, people doubt him, and granted, the playoff success, the not success in, the, in January has kind of uh, derailed his hype a bit, but, like, he has a winning percentage, I think, of like 630. Like, yeah, it's crazy. That is hugely commendable. Like, like LaFleur knows how to coach. And I think Green Bay's defense is looking healthy. Luke Van Ness looks like one hell of a draft pick. And then they have a healthy Rashawn Gary. Like, I think out of all the teams in week one, Green Bay was like one of those five teams that just really stood out. Because Chicago had some things moving around. There was some optimism there, and they completely crushed it. And it's just amazing when you make Aaron Jones the centerpiece of your game plan, good things happen. More times than not. And Atlanta really struggled to stop the run against a pretty mediocre Carolina offense. So I actually really like Green Bay in this game in general. Like, I won't count on Atlanta just because, of course, they had their running game where they could run the ball 40 times, just dominate time possession. And now they got a superhuman running back who turns five yard losses into 15 yard touchdowns. But I'd say, coaching wise, offensively, defensively, I think Green Bay just all around is the better team. Alan, I'm sorry the Falcons are not going to rise up this week. Um, I think, uh, you know, back to Alan's point, though, the continuity that Jordan Love has being in that offense for multiple years, uh, that's something that Desmond Ritter can't claim. Um, you know, offensively, defensively, the, the Packers, they had a down year last year, but they still, they still were a playoff caliber team um, with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. But um, I think, yeah, look, Ritter didn't play particularly well um the uh the Falcons defense isn't elite by any stretch and I think the uh the the Packers I did not see the Packers starting off 2-0 and I thought they were going to lose to the Bears but they made the Bears look mediocre this past weekend so uh, I'm taking the I'm taking the Packers we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with Indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Bria, as a Packers fan, uh, and like your family or, or your friends that might be Packers fans, what's the vibe like as far as do they like Jordan Love? Did was there any hope for them this season? Like I was just gonna I was just gonna compare it to it's like a new hope. I feel like it's like Anakin Skywalker to Luke Skywalker, you know, like if Aaron Rodgers is Anakin, like this is our like Jordan Love has to be the guy that rises up, you know, and takes us all the way. I mean, what's our what's the alternative? Like we don't root for him. Right. I mean, he abandoned us in our time of need, and now we're here. By the way, apropos of nothing, but I will probably derail the show at least twice every episode. But Alan, has anyone ever told you you look like a cross between Dave Portnoy and Jared from Subway? And I mean that in like the best way possible because I'd probably do both. But I feel like you... Can we can we get can we see Alan? That again? might be the worst insult I've ever received in yeah, my that, life. That, uh, wait, I'm, 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 I'm what, Dave Portnoy gets right more. Now. Dave Portnoy gets. I was gonna say a bad word, but Dave Portnoy gets more Tail? women than the yeah than a lot of people, and so did Jared by force. But I'm just but hey, we gotta move on. <laughs> yeah, I meant it. I'm, I'm sorry, aesthetically, that's... I meant it as a compliment though. Okay, but I was look. Right, I was staring right, at you hey, when you were giving like your serious commentary, and I was like, I can't. I was trying to put like a doppelganger on it, and then those were the two people. I was vacillating between those two. I don't even know what vacillating means. That's way too big of a word for me when it comes to just like. <laughs> Are you taking have, it as disrespect? <laughs> I don't even know, bro. Listen, I have a high school education, and I wear that like a badge of honor. But those are some big words. I think George said. Uh, Clairvoyant? I don't. I can't even. Bro, I'm, what, clairvoyant? I'm, yeah, I, I get Clark Kent a lot. I'm just gonna roll with that. Clark less Kent. subway, less Clark deep point. Yeah, I'll I'll, 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 I'll roll with Clark Kent. Or if you want to look up the Falcons' old general manager Thomas Dimitrov, who uh, if you want to Google that, I kind of look like him as well. All right, I just want to say though, I feel uh, like I gave you like at least one decent person, <laughs> and then. This guy over here, when you said Clark Kent, he like scoffed, he like as if God, oh, how dare you say Clark Kent? Listen, I could Clark, go for Clark Kent too. Well, I mean, listen, Clark Kent, Clark Kent has Lois Lane. Like, you can't throw that's that's like me saying I look like genuine. You can't throw certain things out. You got to stay in your lane. You got to stay home. See, you should should have just stuck with Dave Portnoy and Jared from I'm, Subway. I'm looking up this Dave Portnoy person because I, I have. He's to, the guy well, from Barstool. Wait, what did you just say? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, that's disrespect. Hey, man, this is what happens when we talk about the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. I'm trying to build up the team, and we're, we're, we're talking about Jared from Subway and Dave Portnoy. Oh, Dude, I haven't, I haven't, I mean, um, for, for many wait, reasons, but Jared from Subway. You guys are Subway. both from Queens, right? Yeah. Who, if this yes. was Entourage, who do you think each of you are? I've been asked this Ooh. before. Don't say. I'm not going to say Vince. No, no, I'm not going to say Vince. I am an unbelievable driver. I'm I'm turtle. I'm, yeah, but like I could fit. You're into, a leveled up version of turtle. Though. I'll give you that. Like you're like turtle if he put in the effort. Like so, you're a better turtle. So turtle in the sense of, like Josh, when I tell you uh, a plus plus driver, I'm absolutely amazing behind the wheel. Uh, I get along with everybody, kind of vibe. With, I could fit into any conversation, um, and I could carry myself well. 
not a weed guy. I do like to drink. And you could probably land Meadow Soprano with your black belt. Like I feel like yeah, when I lie, you could win her over with yeah, that line, yeah, yeah. I think. No. And uh yeah, I've I've done fairly well with <laughs> Josh having a hard time right now. Yeah, it's because he knows <laughs> fighters. So like he's laughing when I say that I'm a black belt. But yeah, I think I think Turtle would be mine for Alan, sure. Alan, you're E. I don't even I've known you for all of three minutes on this show and I can already tell you're the E of the of the group. Am I right? I think that's accurate. Okay. <laughs> I, I have no idea where the conversation. I, I did not watch Entourage in college. Can we meet drama? I, I can't wait to meet the drama of the Queens of the crew. Friend, friend yeah, group? there's yeah, got to be yeah, one. Yeah. I know the, there's one. Oh, there's definitely one. There's definitely one. It's not I want much drama in dude friend group. No drama. No, was no the drama name of one from of the Entourage. Oh. Johnny drama. Oh man, bro, this. I told you, you I didn't watch. Watching the movie. I told you I didn't watch. watch I didn't watch first. Entourage. Hey, this old head over here. Yeah, hey, bro, I'm old. I was in college when Entourage was on. Good. Yeah, I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. It did well at the box office. I want to. Uh, I want to bring the conversation back to, <laughs> to Falcons and Packers because uh, there was a Jared from yeah. Subway mentioning, which was before Bree, before Bree calls us all of our sponsors in one fell swoop. Can we? Can we please get back to the to the proper talk now? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna have I'm a really lot of editing to that. do for sure. hundred percent. No. 100%. no. Um, the Packers. Something interesting when Aaron Rodgers got traded uh, the GM and some players uh, maybe not play like current players but guys that used to play for Green Bay said we're finally going to see the LaFleur offense mm. because Rodgers had a lot of say in it and look they won two MVPs together so I'm not shitting on Rodgers for that but now you are going to see Aaron Jones heavily featured in the run game to protect a young quarterback like Jordan Love yeah Having Watson on the outside, Dobbs, you have A.J. Dillon, really good offensive line. We know about the defense, too. I do think it's a bad matchup for the Atlanta Falcons. I'm personally staying away from this one. It's minus one Green Bay from a betting perspective. I'm just going to, it's just, it just feels like they're asking you to take the Packers. And I don't know how I feel about that. Even though if I'm doing a tail of the tape, all, all the matchups benefit them. Uh, I'll ask you this way. Do you feel more confident in the Falcons going 0-2 with all that swirls around that franchise? They're, they won already. Both teams oh, oh, won. My bad, my bad. Excuse me. Them going 1-1 one one because, oh, like, hey. I'm just saying. The Packers, when you look at the other side, they have, they have pedigree. They have a winning pedigree. They've, they've had Matt LaFleur now for some years. This team has been built out for some years. Um, I, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Alan, but I got to go with the Packers. I mean, yeah, unless the Falcons run it 35, 40 times, this is the Packers game to lose. I think getting Bakhtiari back was huge for the Packers. He's yeah. one healthy, one of the best left tackles. And now getting Rashawn Gary. Just, I think, Lank will hold their own in the trenches, but ultimately, I think Green Bay has too much talent across the board. Uh, hopefully, they get Christian Watson back, who is an explosive play waiting to happen. If Falcons just like hopefully Kyle Pitts, Drake London, one of them gets involved because it was just it was just staggering how ineffective they like they couldn't drop back to throw the ball last week. And then Carolina's a good front, but Green Bay's equally as dangerous. So uh like I said, they're gonna need B. John Robinson to do some superhuman things, Tyler to be that bowling ball. They call him lightning and thunder. If they could do that, I think the game could swing in their favor. But ultimately, I just I, I really like what Green Bay is building right now. And Nick great calling them to win a division because I don't know too many people who did it. Everyone was riding Detroit. When I saw you post 
Green Bay was your pick, I was like, smart man, because this team is very well coached and I think Jordan Love is better than advertised. Well, I think I think one of the reasons why is because they're well coached. They have a lot of talent. Now, look, they lose Devontae Adams when they did, and that's why Rodgers was kind of dumping on the offensive weapons because they were young. Yeah. That's why. It's not that the guys aren't talented. It's just that they were unproven. And now they kind of get a fresh start with Jordan Love. And I just, dude, if you're good on O-line and D-line, I'm going to give you a good chance. That's why I think your team was interesting, even though it was a crazy take to have them like in the NFC title game. Alan, he's a Washington Commanders fan, and he had him in that Redskins. Uh, NFC title game. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, because, you know. Well, okay, Alan, Alan, Alan. This is, this is to my defense. You know, see, there he ain't no defense, he, bro. He jumps out there with, with NFC title game. I was getting crapped on for saying they could win 11 to 12 games. So that was that was really the thought process was, hey, look, we win 11 to 12 games. You know, the Eagles maybe have some injuries during the season. They have a rough year. Uh, the Cowboys do cowboy things. And, you know, listen, our defense travels. Defense travels. I don't know how well our offense will travel. travel. That's what I was going to say. I don't, I don't know how well our offense will travel. But, um, yeah. you know. And I like him as a human being, but I think there's major questions on Ron Rivera. Yeah, like I think yeah. he's starting I, to wear out. Well, his I, I want, I, I definitely want uh, Eric Bieniemy to be the the coach long term. Um, I just love, I love what he's about and how he's getting the guys ready. Uh, but uh, I mean, we'll see, we'll see. This is uh, sure. we're all rolling with the Packers. I'm optimistic about the Falcons' future, but I think the Packers, I think they could be arguably the fourth best team in the NFC. I know everyone's looking who could be that fourth best NFC team behind Philly, San Fran, Dallas. I think right now. It's either going to be Green Bay or Detroit, and I like Green Bay's odds. Yeah, and and to put a bow on this, I, you, if you're looking at the landscape of the NFC, I mean, both teams would have someone's going to move to two and zero, and two and zero in the conference. Yeah, I think that goes a long way too. And bro, listen, man, I feel like the NFC is, especially after Week One, is definitely way better than the AFC from as far as how we thought things were going to play out. Like if I had to if way. if I had to to fantasy book the best teams in the league from what I saw in week one, I feel like there was more good there in were the definitely NFC. way better performances from NFC teams than AFC teams. Like what was the best Josh, what was the best AFC performance? Miami? Yes. Definitely Miami. But uh, Chargers too. Chargers as well. Because uh, that was I mean, that was a that was a slugfest. So both of the them kind of showed off what they could do. Dude, Cleveland. Um Oof. Cleveland, Cleveland came to play. Cle- yes, Cleveland did play well. Cleveland did play well for sure. And, and if we're doing the whole AFC NFC thing, man, Patriots punt held performance against the Eagles. I think if I don't know, the last thing Patriot fans want to do is take a moral victory. They're way above that. But they, now, they, Alan, do you do you think? Uh, well, do you think that the was that an indictment on the Eagles, or was that that the the uh, the Patriots played well? No, I think Bill Belichick game plan really well for Nick Hurts. They realized Kendrick Bourne is on the roster after forgetting he was on the roster last year <laughs> because Matt Patricia loves the old grudges. Kendrick Bourne, look, he's limited, but he is a playmaker. You get the ball in his hands, he will do things. So I think between that, of course, Bill O'Brien's presence, like, and they attacked those Eagles linebackers and safeties, which is very much a huge flaw of the Eagles' D. So no, I think the Patriots played a really good game. It's just they got off to an awful start. And the last thing you want to do against the Eagles is throw the ball 40, 50 times because at some point that pass rush 
we'll get to your quarterback. Yeah, especially when your quarterback's name is Mac Jones. That's for sure. Yeah. Chiefs are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, there's a, a rematch of a game that we saw in the playoffs last year. Yes. A game in which I feel like Jacksonville could have won easily. I don't know about easily, but they definitely had their moments Ooh, to win. Yeah. Easily yeah. might be might be doing a little much, but but <laughs> easily was probably the wrong word. Yeah, you're right. You guys swung yeah, like, both of you reacted immediately. <laughs> so I knew I kind of fucked that one up by saying that. Yeah. But they had their they had their opportunity to win the game. The game was there for them to win it, and they didn't take it. Look, man, early early take on this one. I'm really excited, really excited about the 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 heights that this Jacksonville Jaguars team will go, especially offensively. Defensively, some issues for sure. I love Calvin Ridley, man. I really love Calvin Ridley, a former Atlanta Falcon. Uh, that touchdown, that Allen. touchdown he had la- last week was disgusting. Dude, career high in in catches, I think, and uh, in in a half. Yeah, like nine catches, seven, in, seven, in eight catches in wow, a half. I didn't realize that. Uh, he he brings a dynamic to this offense that from the beginning I felt like was going to change a lot of things for them, especially with now they have a legitimate number one wide receiver. Yes. And like, yo, Allen, it's not Im- impossible to think that Chiefs could start off 0-2, bro. Oh, it's not. Especially with their skill position players at the moment. Like, they need Kelsey because those receivers, they just, they couldn't do anything last week. Like, we could joke about Kadarius Tony, we could talk about the guy more, but like, nobody. Like, Valdez Scanlon, like, you could rely on him for two plays a game at this point. He's a deep threat, and that's about it. <laughs> so, as great as Mahomes is, like, he could throw the ball, but like, can these Receivers and Andy Reid could scheme up, you know, rub route concepts, screens, he play was. action. Like he could do it all. But like, yeah, can these players make plays? And that's what the Chiefs are betting on. Like I, I, I'm concerned about their skill position players because they really should be in the lines. And against this Jaguars team, you're going to need to score 28, 31 points. You're not playing the lines, so uh, it is a huge, you know, there's a decent chance they're going to start 0 two now. Thankfully for them, Chris Jones will be back, which changes a lot of things because, as we know, Chris Jones, to me, if it's not Aaron Donald, he's the best defensive tackle in the league, and he changes a lot for that defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, biggest thing for me, truthfully, in this game is is going to be, like you said, Chris Jones is coming back, whether Travis Kelsey is uh, is out there this week. We don't know. Um, But uh, say what we want about the Jags. The Jags... The, the Colts gave them a little bit more of a fight than we were anticipating last week. And I don't think any of us think the Colts are going to do anything. this week. So that being said, I still don't know exactly what I'm looking at with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I will say, uh, you know, the Chiefs, they definitely, you know, the, the Bucks winning week one definitely hurt the Chiefs, Chiefs because they would have went after uh, either Chris Godwin or, you know, or Mike Evans out of uh, Tampa Bay, but now they look decent and they look locked back in. Um, man, it's I don't even want to talk about Kadarius Tony because this guy over here, uh, he uh, you know he he, he already Give gives me he already gives me enough crap about my Kadarius Tony take from last year. Uh, he's 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 proven to be right, so I'll leave it alone. My take was more so that you can't go into a season. And I had Kansas City Chiefs fans tell me that we'll be fine at wide receiver. He's our wide receiver one. It's like, bro, I'm not even talking about the drops, which were terrible in that opener. He's just not healthy. 
enough. And enough. he went on Twitter, bro. He went on Twitter because he 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 deactivated his account. He did. And Quick. then when the Giants got smoked, he said, "Y'all not talking now." Oh, he reactivated to say something. Yeah. It's oh, like, bro, you can't do that. Listen, that's man. Some, uh, that, okay, you totally. Gotta, I can't. I can't rock with you on that. That's that's punk energy. You gotta you gotta welcome all the smoke, always, all the time. Yeah, you can't just like take the victory lap when it's going well for you, and then hide when it's going bad. That's why yeah. anytime, like last week, we went one and four in circa millions. That's just shit happens. We're not gonna hide around that. Like shit happens. But to me, I just think it's. Uh, it's crazy because I think they definitely, definitely need Travis Kelsey. They're getting Chris Jones back. And you kind of knew that the Chiefs are going to, the Chiefs are a good front office. They were going to take care of their guy. And yeah, it spilled into the the season, but it's definitely going to improve them 100%. Yeah, a thousand percent. My biggest issue with the Chiefs, and it's going to be their play calling. Some of those third and shorts that they had, they kept running that same daggone jet Ooh. sweep that did not work. Um, that to me, even more so than the drops. The drops were egregious and they hurt them in big moments, but there were some drives that they could have kept going with just simply running, you know, Edwards Hilaire up the middle. It was third and one and we're running a jet sweep. We're running sideways. You know what I'm saying? Like just little stuff like that. That was, that was kind of an issue. The line on this game is Kansas City minus three. And it's another one I'm probably just going to pass on, bro. It just mm. feels, it feels so... Now, look, there's a wild trend backing Pat Mahomes when he's a three-point favorite or less. He covers like 70% of his Ends up winning, though, 70%. Yeah. Mahomes, the issue is when he's a big favorite. Okay. Because you're paying the Mahomes tax. It was the same thing with Brady all those years. There are certain teams that the line is inflated. Like Cowboy games, those lines are inflated because those are just popular teams, right? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers with the Packers. When you have these like big fan bases and these big name quarterbacks, you're going to pay a premium on those lines. But when it's under a field goal, he's basically money. But I do feel like it's too obvious of a play where I'm probably going to pass on it. But I do think Kansas City, they've had extra time to prepare. Some we need to bring up, especially oh, with the Andy Reid. That's fair. The Andy Reid factor of it too. And... I just, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I feel like they're a team that always bounces back, especially yes. after an ugly loss. And that was an ugly loss. They, they lose at home in the season opener, ugly in the sense of how they played with all the drops. And Mahomes backed his guys like the leader that he is and having Kelsey out there. Epic. Kadarius Tony definitely, uh, he definitely tried his best to ruin ring night. Yeah. He definitely did. But um, I mean, to your point, yes. You know, obviously... Minus three, you know, I, I look, I would still lean Chiefs, um, especially in a bounce back game, but um, I can understand why, why you're a little hesitant too. Alan, who you got in this game? I'm still going with the Chiefs. I think I trust that coaching staff. Uh, Spagnuolo put together a great game plan against a good Detroit coaching staff. And as great as that Jaguars offense looked, I was very concerned about their offensive line. And it wasn't just the force of Buckner, like the Colts front four was generating pressure at a pretty consistent rate and just matching what Spagnuolo could put together with his packages and you know now that Chris Jones is back it's it's a little, it's a little concerning and I think the Chiefs defense just slowly coming around like Nick Bolton's emerging and Trent McDuffie had a hell of a game yeah, I haven't seen a corner that small tackle that good in a very long time so 
Um, I'm still look. Everyone's gonna be high on the Chiefs, but I just think the Jaguars have too many flaws. Where like, they're they're gonna compete, but I just don't. I put them on like that second tier of the AFC, and just the Chiefs team that's gonna be rested, and you know they're gonna be pissed off. Like I think it's the Chiefs game. Man, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because I was. I like this Jaguars offense, but. Again, I think the I think the Chiefs bounce back. I think they move to one and one. Both teams will be one and one after week two. I'm probably gonna pass on the game. Unless I get for certain that Kelsey's coming back and like the vibes are good. And I saw this video of Travis Kelsey like jumping around with his teammates and purposely kind of landing on that knee that apparently Yapper extended. I'm gonna go with Kansas City. I think they win, but I, I'd probably pass pass on it from a betting perspective. Remember, Remember he caught 14 passes in that playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. He was cooking them. <laughs> yeah. He was, I mean, the whole playoffs, he just went crazy. And he's a guy that just like, he plays great in the regular season. And then he just becomes a legend, a good legend in the playoffs too. But, uh, Alan, man, this was great to connect with you again on the show. It's been a while. Tell the people where they could find you. And if you're working on anything. You can find me at Alan Sturk. That's A-L-L-E-N-S-T-R-K. I'm currently working something with, Look, everyone, the talk of the town, Bijan Robinson. Uh, everyone likes to talk about can't take running backs with top 10 pick, but hey, when you make plays like that, it could justify a little bit. So between Bijan Robinson and Tyler Algier, uh, I got a lot of fun stuff to write about. So that's what I'm currently working on. All right, man. It was great uh, chopping it up with you. We're going to let you go and pull up the Patreon as we start to wind down this episode. And uh, big ups to the members of the Patreon, patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. We got Abel Resin, Ben Coltsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Plates, Dylan Chadwick, Jerry Shapiro, shouts to Coach Jerry, Jordan Riley, Mike Stevens, Mike Wozniak, Nick Crummich, Rune, and Thomas Robinson. Again, David Kawash, you are getting a bomber jacket. For $5 a month, you get access to all the betting plays. You get access to the Discord where you can bond and talk to other members of the VM community. Giveaways in the $10 tier, shoutouts in the 20 and merch discounts and et cetera. As you, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the video um, showing what the Patreon tiers are. So patreon.com slash veterans minimum. Josh, any closing thoughts? Actually, Bree, any closing thoughts on our conversations today and week two? I mean, to be honest with you, I was like a little, I was a little off today. I was a little distracted. There were like a lot of people filming and like our little Good Morning America window. They were like filming in here today. I feel like I was a karambe, like people looking through the glass and just filming nonstop. So I was having a hard time keeping up. So I do apologize to everybody for my lack of. I'm going to have to start sitting you in that chair too. I you know. did a better job today of not looking out the window. Uh, yeah, listen, I, I'm I'm not a kid, man. Yeah, look, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I did. It just, I, this, I'll take my glances better. Today was aggressive though. The people, they were right up against the glass. They yeah, were from middle America. I don't know what they were thinking, but there was a lot. There were a lot. So it was it was a tough day. So I do apologize. Um, I think you guys both did great, though. So did, at least did, at least you carried it. You did fantastic. And my guy Clark Kent. Clark Kent. Yeah. Shout out Clark Kent. I've never heard anyone compare him uh, to what you compared him to. Well, those and are bad. Yeah. Those. Stop those, it! No, you're girl. making you're making it bad. No, no listen, you're making it. I bad. am a boy, and I don't rate other men, but you pick two dudes that is like, yeah, he's Dave okay. Pornoy is like literally. All right. 
Next episode, I'm going to come in with a list of women that Dave Pornoy has slept with. And we he are going to- He's a billion dollars. If I, I, trust <laughs> me, I can cart my list out here broke. And I, I promise you, I, give me a billion dollars to see what I'm walking around with. Hey, it, man, would, it would be- You ain't, you ain't kidding. Bro. You ain't kidding. Seriously. Billion dollars in a trainer? Oh my God. It'd be a dangerous time. Very dangerous. Bro, we got to get you on the mats, bro. No, I no, I have bad knees. So what? Dangerous. I have bad it's knees. It's dangerous. No, all it takes is look. I saw Izzy's knee snap in that situation. No, it is. It, I I do not have insurance. It is not worth it for me. I got to be very careful. Dude, very very careful. You definitely gotta be careful. That's right. Bro. I got <laughs> definitely gotta be careful. All things Veterans Minimum are at Veterans Minimum. Check out the website, veteransminimum.com. Merchandise.veteransminimum.com to get some merch. And yeah, at Nick Day is 10 is where you can find me. Bree, where can they find you on social media? Um, friendly reminder, I'm shadow banned. So you got to type the whole thing in. <laughs> it's at Bree Bree Hunter, B-R-I-B-R-I Hunter. No underscores or anything. Yep, type the whole thing in and then I'm there. Yeah, I think I think people are starting to... Uh, sort of understand why you might be shadow banned based right. on these uh, conversations that we're Oh, I, the I conversations, like yeah. I like it. It's good stuff. It's Listen, good stuff. Hashtag comedy. shake it up, yeah. Hashtag comedy. Josh, where can they find you and what are you working on? Man, uh, episode with Nick Young coming up next week. Uh, Swaggy Peel won't be in studio, but he'll be on the phone. Um, so that'll be exciting. But uh, you can find me at the American Fan 365. Net, ugh, I was about to say Netflix. Uh, I'm, I'm tired. I need some food. Um, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify, wherever you want to look. I'm probably there. I thought you were pulling a Nick there for a second. Like I'm at MSG. Like you're at, you're on, I'm Netflix on Netflix now. I'm yeah, on Netflix. Listen, the boy, the boy's gonna be everywhere soon. Everywhere it's soon. It's, it's coming. coming. We'll catch you guys next time on Veterans Minimum. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat a venison. Zab. The most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.